When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm with the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I am happy to introduce my guest, Ophelia Chong. She is the founder of Stockpot Images, as well as Asian Americans for Cannabis Education. I'm looking forward to talking to her today and hearing more about the work she's doing. Welcome to the show, Ophelia. Thank you, Bethany. Thank you, NCIA, for um, everything that you're doing. I'm really happy to be here with you. We're happy to have you. Thanks. So, um, I've known you a couple years on and off. Um, I was excited to see Stockpot Images uh, launch on the internet to try to find some really good cannabis imagery that even we could use at NCIA. And that website was the first one to actually offer um, more refined, sophisticated, usable photos rather than the old school, traditional pot leaves and bongs. And I also learned about your, uh, your organization, Asian Americans for Cannabis Education, which is becoming more um, affiliated with NCIA through our Allied Associations program. And we'll talk more about that later. But first, I, I really, I read your bio and I want to hear more and share with the audience more about your background and history and what what you were doing uh, prior to getting involved in the cannabis industry. Oh, my. Okay. So my, my belief in everyone was that everyone has at least six careers in their life. Um, and huh. each career that you have after that is built on the foundation of the past careers. And so my career started in art um, and photography. So I was a photographer, photographer for a lot of magazines. And then um, I got headhunted into film. So I became a career director for films. I launched about 50 films. And uh, from there, again, someone you know, reached down, plucked me out, and brought me on to build an interactive website for um, the Brad Pitt's wife. Oh, my gosh. I'm losing my mind. Her name. Uh, the first one. Anyhow. Uh, so Nicole that, Kidman? No, not Nicole. Brad Pitt? Wait. Oh yeah, wait, the, that's Tom Cruise. <laughs> not um, Angelina. Not Angelina. The one before Joel- that. Oh, I gosh. know, right? 
right? Right? She so many wives, so little time. All right, okay, so, go on. <laughs> so uh, I built that, and then I got plucked again from there into publishing, and I was a career director for a large publisher. And uh, from there, I got plucked again into a career director for a series of magazines, and then I became an adjunct professor at Art, College, Art Center of College of Design, and I taught marketing to photography students. From there is where I discovered cannabis um, through my sister. And so that's how I ended up here in this space, in, into uh, working, creating stockpot images. Wow. I, I loved hearing that, um, that path. And um, it's really exciting and, and all stuff I, I am super interested in myself. Um, so you said after navigating through those various career paths, then you had a personal story, it sounds like, that, that really uh, brought you into the cannabis industry and movement. Is that right? Yes. Um, it's that epiphany. We all love epiphanies. It's all of a sudden you're sitting there, bam, your eyes open up. Uh, so what happened was my sister uh, has an autoimmune disease, and uh, she's been on many pharmaceuticals for the past 20 years it's mm. not going to go away she's going to it's going to basically take her down so she tried cannabis while she was here visiting from a foreign country which does not allow it and mm. as she was ingesting this cookie i had no idea about cannabis at this point so i was looking at her i thought oh man she's a stoner and then before i even got the r out of my mouth i started crying because i at that moment the epiphany was I am stereotyping my sister. I'm a person of color and I'm calling her something that uh, I felt was derogatory, right? And from that moment on, it was this, this mad rush to understand what cannabis is or mm. uh, at that point. And I needed to educate myself. Then I went, that's how Stockpot was created. Wow. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I've, been in the cannabis movement for uh, 15-ish years, and even in the early 2000s, um, a lot of the discussion around how it was helpful in a medical capacity, uh, it was more anecdotal than it was real research. But fast forward to current times, and we, we are actually much more sophisticated and uh, robust in that research, or we're trying to at least, uh, and, and we are actually seeing that we were right all along. We weren't just saying there's no, you know, there's medical value just so we could get high. We are actually seeing children and veterans and people with various illnesses and autoimmune diseases actually benefiting from the plant. Um, so that is that epiphany that I think yes. a lot of people are slowly having, like, oh, wait, it really works. There's uh -huh. something to it here. Yeah. Exactly. And okay. um, from there, the moment I called her a stoner, I walked over to my computer because I've been working in stock photography for about 10 years. And I went to a major stock agency and typed in, at this point, I wasn't calling it cannabis, right? Because you're talking to somebody who is completely out of this industry. So I typed in marijuana, pot, and I typed in user, right? What came up was the most mind-blowing images of and keywording 
uh, the image is more great, but there were African American men in that in some of the collections smoking a joint. Right. I looked at the keywords because keywords is how you find images um, yes. on any stock site. Okay, this and it's still presently these keywords: addict, addiction, illegal, convict. Right. All these derogatory mm. words attached to people of color using cannabis on Oof. a major stock site. That also that's rough. Me over the edge as well and i thought okay we have to change this and uh stockpot was basically my epiphany was january 7th 2015 i launched it august 20th 2015 it was that passionate a project that i was able to go from january to april with an llc and a trademark into the industry to change how we, how I personally, me, the ignorant one, saw people who use cannabis. It was an exercise for me to learn and become aware. Uh, I wasn't trying to teach other people. I was fixing my head at that point. And uh, that's why, that's how Stockpot became to be where it is now. Three and a half years later, uh, the largest collection of strains, uh, lifestyle, people of color, children, women, everybody in their natural settings, real users, uh, to provide to the masses of who we really are and not to go to these other agencies where we're tagged as convicts and, and addicts. So that's where Stockpot is today. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. God, that is rough that, you know, the only stock images that were available at that time were to show cannabis in a negative destructive light um yes so that was definitely a need for sure and the only other um stock images that i know about that are meant to change the conversation about what you know cannabis users look like is from the organization the drug policy alliance when they released that batch of realistic marijuana user stock images um and those are open license free for non-commercial editorial Mm -hmm. um so those are cute and realistic and you are also offering this massive collection of stock images for the industry that can show a realistic user like like a, a soccer mom or um, a retired veteran or um, just a, just a just you or I basically right yes uh, and uh, I loved the images that the DPA did um, uh, that was a great start um, yeah the images were stock, shot a little bit more stock like Mm-hmm. Um, our images, um, or some are very stock-like, but more or less, I've chose photographers who could do more of a realistic feel portraiture. Mm-hmm. And with my 20 years in photography, I was able to curate and um, push some of them towards more of a realistic look. But uh, they all started amazing. The people that came in have been, some of them are shooting for decades. And so... Uh, and some are completely new. Plus, a lot of them came out of the closet. They had no place to go. And also, who wants to go to those large stock agencies, right? Because we, not only do I value my contributors, I value their courage by giving them 50% of the license fee. Um, oh, the wow. other ones that we cannot say give less than 20%. 
And so my, my goal is I'm not here to make money. I'm here to change the conversation. And I value creatives. We pay, right? Um, and we license as much as we can. You know, eventually in the future, we'll be licensing a lot more as the market comes up. But we're doing quite well. And I just hope that people can see that we're not that stereotype. Uh, right, right. White, black, so, brown, yellow. Mm-hmm. True. And, and on that note, um, we have to take a quick commercial break. But I really want to talk more with you about the Asian Americans for Cannabis Education Association that you've also founded. Uh, so we'll be right back after we take this commercial break and dive in deep with Ophelia to talk about that. So stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th to the 26th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Be one of the first to register today at USCCExpo.com. That's USCCExpo.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back, and we're talking with Ophelia Chong, no relation to Tommy, as seen in your email signature, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. the, the founder of Asian Americans for Cannabis Education. So what specifically inspired you to found that organization and and what are you up to right now okay um here's the best way to explain my participation in cannabis in the industry if you can picture a room full of marshmallows right and i'm the little raisin locking in and i'm looking (laughs) around for other little raisins right oh 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 where where is there someone like me who looks like me or who who's not a marshmallow 
Um, I love marshmallows. <laughs> Let me just say that. I love marshmallows. So I'm in the room. I'm looking around. And I said, oh, 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 they're black. They're brown. They're yellow. So you kind of run over and go, hey, what are you doing in here? What's you? What's up with you? And so the more, the less I found, the more I realized that there wasn't a place for Asian Americans to gather to talk. There are a lot of great um, uh, other groups for, you know, people of color groups that are well-rounded, just amazing groups. But there weren't, wasn't anything for Asian Americans. And so I started, uh, we founded this. I found this with two other women who have since left that um, because they got too busy. And so I just, I just said, okay, I'm just going to take this over. So it is for Asian Americans for Canada education is to open the minds of other Asian Americans to cannabis because okay. in Prop 64 it was the first time that the majority of Asian Americans voted pro. Got it. Right. So I mean this this uh, opens up the discussion about racial disparity in the U.S. and specifically how the war on drugs has affected people of color. Um, and this is an in, uh, an issue that the cannabis ind- industry is tackling for sure. And But we are typically talking about African-Americans and Latin Americans and them being the focus of improportionate arrest rates and so on. But your focus is on Asian-Americans. So we know some of the history uh, of African-Americans and Latin Americans being targeted here, but what's the history surrounding Asian Americans and cannabis. Well, we we have um, we have not been demonized or as as much as other ethnic groups, mm. and there's many reasons for that too. And there there is only one lifer in California that's Asian American. Um, the rest are all uh, black and brown. So. Mm. For us, it is a different issue. We uh, we stay within the box because our history in the U.S. came from the early 1800s where we were brought here to dig gold, to uh, build railroads. But there was an exclusion act where until only until after World War II was it lifted that only men could come to the States. They could not bring their families because they did not want us to propagate, right? They did not mm. want to breed and have us come here. When And we still have that issue today, as we see in the news. However, for the Asian Americans, once we were allowed in here and bring our families, we stayed within a law because we were freaked out about getting arrested and getting thrown out. And, and usually Asians, we all toe the line because if you ever read in Japan or Asia, we move as a hive mind. We're very hive-like. And so... Uh, when it comes to cannabis, it most people, most generations bought the hype. It's a gateway to hell. It's you know get all this. You have to go to school. You have to go to Ivy League. You have to become an accountant and all that. So we stay really within the lines. And so our our interactions with cannabis is not about the benefits. It's just you do not do that because you're going to get thrown out of your family. You became black sheep. But however, huh. in the new generation right now, as we get older and we have more. Uh, coming into cannabis, they're more open-minded, right? Because uh, even when I was teaching, I found a lot of my Asian-American students were high, and they were the ones I wanted to, to say, photograph for me for stockpot. So as a new generation, new thinking. However, uh, there's 100 years of staying within that box because you do not want to go to jail. 
or right. towards your family. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So how would you compare or contrast the relationship between Asian Americans and other minorities in, in the United States in this framework? That's a really great question uh, because I have um, I was at a conference where there was um, an African-American woman on stage and she said, if you're standing next to a person of color, black and brown, stand up. And so I was sitting there with my friends. They're, you know, all white. And they looked at me and they said, aren't you one? And so they stood up. And then it's, it is that part where Asians, I've talked to quite a few people, were considered whitish, right? Mm. We, we're not considered having the same struggles as others. And, uh, I mean, if, unless there's a litmus test that uh, you're okay, you win, right? But still there is very subtle discrimination against Asians. And in our communities, I have to work within that. And so when I talk to other Asian Americans, it's not that we're being arrested or put down. It's open your mind so that you can have the benefits of this plant. Got it. Got it. So... So you're working to uh, engage the Asian American community and culture with the cannabis plant. Are you are you seeing an increase of of Asian Americans embracing uh, the industry and the movement and taking roles in this industry? Uh, a great another question. That's a great question. Yes, uh, because I'm working with the Cal Asian Chamber of Commerce up in Sacramento. They've already begun. Uh, quite a few cannabis workshops up there, but they're extending them to LA and they're doing a delegation to uh, Denver. And the people that I'm working with are VPs at major firms and they're all moving towards cannabis. These are uh, men and women who have multiple degrees. They're executives at major companies all saying, we got to get into this. Mm -hmm. And it is... They're seeing the benefits of the plant, but they're seeing benefits for their business. This is another way of Asian thinking. How can we now benefit from this plant now that it's coming out? It's not so scary. We're not going to take a big risk because we're not big risk takers. So I'm seeing more people coming into it because basically what they're saying, if I'm really great in accounting, I'm just going to add cannabis. I'm really great at law. I'm going to add cannabis. So we're taking the skills that we have and just adding cannabis, and that's how they most of the Asian Americans are moving into the industry. Got it. Yeah. Just add cannabis. It just yeah. kind of reminds me of a joke like, you know, hey, mm-hmm. I'm a great I'm a great dog walker. Cannabis dog walkers. <laughs> just add cannabis. No. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we see it all here at NCA. Uh-huh. So um, we have to go to a commercial in just a minute. But what would you like to see um, as far as Asian Americans, that community or demographic uh, embracing cannabis or vice versa, the cannabis industry embracing the Asian American community? I would like to, for Asian Americans to embrace our history of the fact that uh, the Emperor Hua found that plant 5,000 years ago. I would like to re-embrace our history with the plant and, and also too, to work with everybody because I uh, to be honest, every ethnic group has is has their biases, and I'm I'm not, and I'm saying Asian Americans have too, and we have to get. You know, there's some not, some of us have to get over that, um, and those are ones I always pull aside. 
what, tell me why you're like this, right? What is it? And they say, <laughs> well, you know, we were raised this way, blah, blah. I said, no, you got to get rid of that because if you don't, you're not going to exist in this industry and I got to make sure you don't. Because if you are ostracizing one person, you're going ostrac- to ostracize everybody. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, it went from being a highly stigmatized plant and, and surrounding associated culture to now it's a commodity that has healing properties. So that kind of mental shift allows those who are less prone to take risks, the ones that want to follow the rules and, or at least the spirit and letter of the law, um, allows them an opportunity to participate. Exactly. Whew. Breaking down walls left and right. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Okay. We're going to take one more commercial break and then come back and talk more with Ophelia Chong. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, and we're wrapping up our conversation here with Ophelia Chong, who is the founder of Stockpot Images, as well as Asian Americans for Cannabis Education. Uh, so your your organization, Asian Americans for Cannabis Education, um, has taken a step to get more involved with NCIA, the National Cannabis Industry Association, uh, through a program that we've been launching the last few months here called the Allied Associations Program. And Asian Americans for Cannabis Education is one of those associations. I, I'm so thankful for that and so thankful for the program, for Rachel Kurtz and for you, because it is such a great acknowledgement of that not only do we have to bring the growers in but also people of color and even though we're a small segment of the population of states we're we're about five percent we look like there's a lot of us you know because we tend to cluster but um (laughs) it is a great way of helping me and giving me the support to bring it out even further and also to help educate our fellow cannabis industry people about who the Asians are in this business and how we can help you and how they can help us. 
it's such a great platform and I'm so eternally thankful for being included in it. Yeah, I'm excited too. There's there's a good uh, a good group of groups, um, mm-hmm. for lack of a better phrase, and the idea is to facilitate cooperation between NCIA as the national and multiple other associations all over the country that are either state based or even further locally based, um, and then associations with a, a niche goal like cultivation or Asian American education and the Minority Cannabis Business Association. So these are all relationships that NCIA uh, wanted to bring together. I mean, because we have to work together to advance the cannabis industry. It's the only way to do this. So so we're all coming together uh, to support each other, to create coordination, sharing of information, um, in creating a platform for all of those with all of our interests from state, local, national, NIT, in this slot, others at our camp. It's in San Jose, California. Um, you're planning on going, yeah? Oh, yes. So, cannot wait. It's going to be so much because, you know, I'm I'm really social. I love the fun aspect. It's like, hey, hey, how are you? I love that part. I love it. It's like a family reunion every time we uh, every time we have a big conference. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, you'll probably see me uh, running around either with a video camera crew or a microphone or both, um, collecting the storytelling and interviews of folks that are at the event. So I I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, for those who are interested in more information about the Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. The website is www.cannabisbusinesssummit.com, and uh, tickets are selling fast, actually, so I would recommend grabbing yours if you would like to go, Um, and also if you'd like more information about the Allied Association program, there's information on NCIA's website, um, which is www.thecannabisindustry.org, so I'm happy to um, edit that out. So I hope plenty of people are interested and can reach out to us to get more information. We are running out of time here, uh, but I wanted to thank you again, Ophelia, for being on the show. And if you wanted to share um, any information with listeners about Stockpot or Asian Americans for Cannabis Education, uh, how could people find more information? Um, you can go to stockpotimages.com and Asian Americans for Cannabis Education.com. And also, uh, if you're Asian American and you want to be interviewed, hit me up. And I am so happy to say that when I started in this industry as a bag of white marshmallows, now we've gone to the rainbow bag. And so Every day is amazing, and I'm thankful for everything and for all the help that I'm getting, and I don't take any of this for granted, so thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for doing that. I think all this storytelling about everyone in the industry, how we came into the industry, and what our stories are is so important as we move forward in ending this awful war on drugs. All right, so thanks again, Ophelia. It was great to talk to you today. Thank you. 
And thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.